Brothers and sisters, let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm 25. We want to focus on verse 10. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. But let's read the entire psalm to get the context of what King David is dealing with here. dealing with this as a man in Christ waiting for him to come and fulfill these promises of the covenant. Psalm 25 of David, page 541. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, None who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions, According to your steadfast love, remember me. For the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged to bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and with what violent hatred they hate me. Oh, guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Verse 10, all the paths of the Lord our steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. This is God's word. May he bless us, build our faith by it. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, David has fallen down in his sin. And while he's down, his enemies who hate him say, this is our opportunity. Let's kick him while he's down. And it's in that situation of life, he calls on the name of the Lord for his covenanted mercies. Lord, help me in my trouble. 
The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Deliver me out of them. Already said up here, up front in the baptism, there's two gifts that we all need to make it. In our sins, our weaknesses, our troubles, our distresses, diseases, our foes who hate us and want to take us down, and all the worries, storms. There's two things we need to make it. God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. That's the dependent duo of God's covenant that we want to look at this afternoon. And the beautiful thing about our God as the God of the covenant, he not only makes promises, but he swears on them. We see that in baptism. He not only speaks his word, but he adds his oath to them. Imagine going to an employer and just making a gentleman's agreement. This is what you do and this is what I'll pay you. You don't know the guy. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But what if he adds to his word a covenant, a contract? And he signs his name to it. That adds certainty and stability, right, to the arrangement. That's what God does to us. It's not just a gentleman's agreement that he'll provide love and faithfulness. Even though he can be fully trusted. But because of the weakness of our faith, he says, I'll add security. I'll make a covenant. I'll sign on the dotted line. I'll swear an oath. That's what he does in baptism. So that by two unchangeable things, word and oath, word and covenant, in which it's impossible for God to lie, we might take refuge. We might find encouragement in the gospel of God. God's dependable duo. He has covenanted to us the two key mercies that we need, steadfast love and faithfulness. That's the dependable duo. We want to see first his good paths, his good paths of steadfast love and faithfulness. And secondly, the humble people who walk on those paths, the good paths. All the paths of the Lord our steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Here's a couple. Here's a twosome that you find in so many places in the Bible. Steadfast love. Chesed in the Hebrew. Faithfulness. Emet in the Hebrew. Or amen. Those are the two. And the beauty of these two is as love finds us in our, in our need. Finds us, picks us up, washes us, saves us. And his faithfulness sticks with us. 
Love and faith. Those are the two things we need. That's what he's covenanted to us and our children. And that's what Colson's going to need to grab onto. Those gifts that God has promised him in covenant. And we all need to. And they're ours. To be received by faith. That dependent duo of steadfast love and faithfulness. Sometimes called mercy and truth in the old King James Version. We'll sing it later as grace and truth. Grace and truth shall mark the way where the Lord his own will lead. If his word they still obey and his testimonies heed. Steadfast love and faithfulness. They're joined together as twins. And I'm going to outline, oh, about 12 places where we can find them together. And there are many more in the Bible. But let me point out a few. We'll look up a couple together. If you just turn ahead to Psalm 36, verse 5 in, in your Bible. Psalm 36, verse 5. And then I'll add a few later, but I won't give you time to look them up. Psalm 36, verse 5. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. There you have those two, chesed and emet. Steadfast love and faithfulness. Like they're so high. They're endless. And then turn to Psalm 89. You know, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I'll make known your faithfulness. Those are the two words, mercies or steadfast love and faithfulness. That's Psalm 89. It's where that hymn comes from. Psalm 89, 1 and 2. First two verses, it's repeated. That duo, dependent duo, is repeated in verse 1 and then said again in verse 2. I will sing of what? The steadfast love of the Lord forever. And with my mouth, I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heaven you establish your faithfulness. One more passage. If you look ahead to Psalm 92. Song for the Sabbath. Psalm 92, verse 2. It's good to sing your praises. To declare your steadfast love in the morning. And your faithfulness by night. Like you get up in the morning. Thank you for your love. And then he stays with you through the day in his love. And at the end of the day, thank you for your faithfulness. That's how the Sabbath should begin and end. Well, we read it at the beginning of the service. Psalm 100 100 verse 5. The Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his what? Faithfulness continues to all generations. We'll sing it at the end of the service. Psalm 117 verse 2. Great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Let me give you a few more. Psalm 138 verse 2. I bow down toward your holy temple. I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you've exalted above all things your name and your word. Remember Eliezer? Genesis 24. He's sent by Abraham to go get a wife for Isaac, not from the Canaanites, but from his family in Paddan Aram. And they pray together. And he makes an oath that I'm not going to find a wife 
for Isaac from the Canaanites. I'm going to go there. I'm going to pray for God to give me success. So he gets there, meets Rebecca in God's wonderful providence. And Eliezer says, blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and faithfulness toward my master. Steadfast love and faithfulness covers everything. And then Jacob, Genesis 32, he's going to meet Isaac or Esau. He's scared of what Esau's going to do after years of anger. And he prays, I'm not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you've shown to your servant. For with only my staff, I crossed this Jordan, and now I've become two camps. Please now deliver me from the hand of my brother. It's your steadfast love and your faithfulness, Lord, that has brought me to this point. And then when the Lord declared his name to Moses, show me your glory, Moses says to the Lord. So he puts Moses in the cave. He comes by with his glory and he declares his name to Moses. Exodus 34, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Well, there are more. Let me quickly define them each. Steadfast love. That's his covenant loyalty and his commitment of love to his people. His covenant loyalty and his commitment of love to his people in which he gives himself to us as a merciful father to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, to lift us up from the pit, set our feet high upon a rock, and give us eternal life. That's his steadfast love. God is love. And that love is demonstrated in no place more clearly than in his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world. There's his steadfast love. That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and gave himself as a propitiation, gave his son as a propitiation for our sins. It's the good news. Not that I love Jesus, but Jesus loves me. If we had to depend on the power of our love for Jesus, would you ever make it? Would you? No. Because that love is like this. But we get to depend in God's covenant on the power of his love for us, which is steady, it's loyal, it's committed love. It's with us through thick and through thin. It's an affection towards us in which he feels pity for our woes and then stretches out his hand to help us. It's his undeserved love which depends not on our righteousness but on his righteousness, his grace. It's a powerful love in which he reaches into your life and lifts you up, saves you. Faithfulness. It's the second thing 
main gift that God has promised to you in his covenant. These two, by the way, steadfast love and faithfulness are, on the one hand, they're pillars that undergird the covenant and secure it. Okay, the covenant is in the hands of the God of steadfast love and faithfulness. So the covenant is secure. It's not going away. On the other hand, it's the two main gifts of the covenant promised to you. So the other one is faithfulness. Some take this to mean his truth, but it actually means his trustworthiness. He keeps his word. He keeps his word. I recommend a devotional recently put out by John Bloom. It's called True to His Word, A Hundred Meditations on the Faithfulness of God. Faithfulness. He is ever faithful in keeping and fulfilling his promises. Not one of his word ever falls to the ground. He never forgets his promises. He never forsakes his promises. They have no expiration date. He's pure and free from all deception. He keeps truth forever and never forsakes the word of his hands. So if his love finds you in your lostness, picks you up, washes you clean in the blood of his son and gives you life, makes you righteous, gives you life, sets you in his presence, his faithfulness, is that he sticks with you and keeps going with you through every trial and trouble to the end. Never leaves you nor forsakes you. That's his faithfulness. He's absolutely reliable and dependable. He will certainly do for you all that he has said. Take him at his word. And these two are God's dependable duo. They're who he is. He wears them as his robe. They're with him wherever he goes. Psalm 89 says that they go before him. They're his personal attendants. On the one side, he's got steadfast love. On the other side, he's got faithfulness. And they do whatever he says. They're always at his bidding. They're never on vacation. They never take a rest. They're always with him. He is always Steadfast love. He's always faithfulness. And when you call on him, when you keep his covenant, you will discover that to be true. He'll not take them away from you. And that's the holding power of the promises of the covenant. It's who God is, not who we are. Our love can grow weary and cold and old. And we can neglect it and wander from the love we promise or change our minds, but God's love does not grow old or cold. It's new and fresh every morning, which is another promise in the Bible using these twins. Lamentations 3. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There we have steadfast love and faithfulness again. They're new every morning. Always fresh. Always good. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. Now, 
Now we have the word path. That's the path we travel on. And that word path doesn't mean, well, just a difficult road through dense brush and it's hard to get through. It means a well-worn track by being constantly used. A safe place to travel. Solid ground. Clear sailing, so to speak. The pathway the saints travel on, the believers, are the well-worn path of God's steadfast love and faithfulness. And the beautiful thing about this pathway is that it's especially good and solid in the rough spots of life. You'll find that in the Bible. That pathway of steadfast love and faithfulness, it just goes through the worst terrain of the believer's life. You got doubt? Have you fallen into temptation? Have you even denied the Lord? Are you facing financial troubles? Are you in distress? Is your marriage in trouble? In difficulty raising the children? Do you have a lot of uncertainty at work? What about the darkness of the world around us? A culture that is closing in on Christians and wants to destroy us. God's love and faithfulness is a firm, good, well-worn pathway right through that stuff. That's where you find it in the Bible. It's always going through the worst. That's what carries you. That's what keeps you. And Proverbs 3 tells the believer and the dad tells his children, son, you got to wear these two things around your neck. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Colson, God's got something for you. And that something is everything. Tie it around your neck so you don't forget it. Write it on your heart so you don't forget it. It's God's steadfast love. It's God's faithfulness. Proverbs 3, verse 3. And these paths, these good paths, steadfast love and faithfulness are for the humble. Humble people. Look at... Verse 10 again, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. For those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For those who keep his covenant and testimonies. We must cling to this God. We must grab onto the gifts that he has promised us in his word and covenanted to us on oath. Purchased with the blood of Christ. 
Because promises are meant to be believed and received. And that's when we experience them. They must be believed and received to be experienced. Because if we don't believe them, if we don't trust in this God, if we turn our backs on him, then we won't experience these gifts. And we'll go the way of death instead. So it's for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. But what does that mean, to keep his covenant? Well, to keep his covenant means that you believe what he promises you in his covenant. You trust him who has given himself to you, God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm yours. I am your father, I am your savior, I am your teacher, I am your guide. I give you light in the darkness, I give you protection in trouble, I'm your keeper. And this God calls you to say yes and amen to his covenant. That's what it is to be a covenant keeper, to say yes and amen to his promises. To give yourself to him as a sinner needing a redeemer. That's what it is to keep his covenant and testimonies. Go back with me to Psalm 25 and look at the verses surrounding verse 10, starting at verse 7. See what it means to be a covenant keeper. If you read along with me, you'll see it means a sinner reaching out to God for forgiveness and direction. That's what it is. Start at verse 7. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your what? Steadfast love, remember me. For the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and he teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. That's the humble soul. He says, I'm a sinner. And there's no way I can make it unless I've got God's love and his faithfulness picking me up, cleansing me, carrying me, and sticking with me to the end. I come to you, O oh God. Save me from me. Save me from those who hate me. Pardon my guilt, for it is great. That's what it is to keep covenant. The covenant is a refuge for sinners. God's promised us protection, forgiveness, love, and faithfulness. And we must take that to the bank. We must take him at his word. Take refuge in his amazing grace. And he will surely answer you. And you will walk the path of his steadfast love and faithfulness through everything you face whether it's because you sinned and are fallen. Now that you're fallen, your enemies are taking the opportunity to kick you while you're down or whatever trouble it might be. You must believe to receive and experience 
the love and faithfulness of God. That's what George Newmark found in the 1630s. A poor 18-year-old student who had just begun university in a time when it was very hard for anybody to go to university all alone. One night all his possessions were stolen from him. He had nothing left. And he spent two years looking for employment, looking for something that would help him survive and continue his studies. And he finally found a position as a tutor. And Newmark was so relieved and so grateful to God by this gift of a job that he said later, this is good fortune. And it came so suddenly to me right from heaven and it so rejoiced my heart that I wrote my hymn, If You But Trust in God to Guide You. He found a job. And he saw it was the steadfast love and the faithfulness of the Lord. Stanza one's about God's love. If you but trust in God to guide you and place your confidence in him, you'll find him always there beside you to give you hope and strength within. For those who trust God's changeless love, build on the rock that will not move. And then his faithfulness. Sing, pray, and keep his ways unswerving. Offer your service faithfully. And trust his word, though undeserving, you'll find his promise true to be faithfulness. God never will forsake in need the soul that trusts in him. Indeed. And that's really the whole point. Psalm 25. Those who trust in him, you're on the pathway of his steadfast love and faithfulness. That's the path You walk on in hard times and dark times. You take refuge in his promises and that path, who is God himself, carries you through. You know those two? That twosome, steadfast love and faithfulness is actually a person in the Bible. You get to the New Testament the Holy Spirit takes those Hebrew words chesed and emet and he turns them into Greek and he says in John 1 the law came through Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ steadfast love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ he guarantees he's the guarantee of the covenant he guarantees these gifts to you through his purchase on the cross Go to you in your lostness and all your sins and unworthiness. Take your spot there. Pick you up. Save you by his death. Raise you by his resurrection. And then by his intercession in heaven, faithfully, as the God of truth, sticking with you, praying for you, defending you, giving you gifts, filling you with his spirit till you reach your heavenly home. He's our grace and truth. Jesus. All God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Run to him and keep running 
to him. He is the two things we need. Steadfast love and faithfulness. Grace and truth. Grace and truth shall mark the way where the Lord his own shall lead. If his word they still obey and his testimonies heed. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these two great gifts that meet our two great needs. There's no hope without your steadfast love finding us, picking us up, washing us, making us your children, carrying us. There's no gift like your faithfulness to stick with us, never leave us, nor forsake us, carry us all the way through whatever it might be we fa- that we face. Well-worn path, worn by your constantly coming to us, carrying us, leading us forward. So help us to trust you both we and our children, help us to trust you, to believe and receive and experience all that you've promised us in your covenant of grace. Amen.